0: To success with Srini. and now your host, Srini Sarah Sarapalli. Welcome back to Success with Srini. Before
1: turning on this microphone, I was just making an observation. March fifteenth, and this is like two and a half months into this podcast, daily podcast. Unbelievable what has happened. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for the support. Hopefully, you are liking everything here. Hopefully, this is helping. And my job, my goal, my intent is to show up every day here and share with you something that's going to empower you, that's going to position you for success incrementally, maybe for small little success, but then success for sure on a daily basis. That's my goal with this podcast. So today, I want to take up a topic that is very close to my heart. This is something that I spoke numerous times on this podcast. And if you go back in time, we don't expire podcasts here, so there should be at least a few from 2016, 2017, even 2020, talking about this very topic, which is how to read more. How do you become good, really good at reading? Back in the day, there wasn't much. Today, there are so many tools, there are so many strategies, so many techniques. The world is becoming flatter by the day. (laughs) This information is amazing how you can access anything literally on your fingertips it amazed me five years ago, amazed me even more, 10 years ago. But then it doesn't amaze me anymore because I'm beyond amazed by what's happening in terms of technology, in terms of knowledge sharing, in terms of idea exchanges. If you just have a little bit of intent, you could literally get anything you want given the times that we are in right now. So that's it. Let's get into this. I've been asked this question. How do you read more? Because I have shared that I have multiple books that I read and have been in different industries myself. Anytime I'm exposed to a new idea, a new concept, I, go, I try to go deep as much as I can. I give it my time, my effort, my energy, my whatever I have. So along the way, over all these years, I tried to read a lot. And long, many, many years ago, I read uh, somewhere that knowledge is not known to enter a wide open mouth. So people who speak a lot, people who talk a lot, usually don't have a lot because they, they are not good listeners. And as a speaker, this is a challenge I have, which is I speak a lot, which puts me in a very bad position because I'm not listening a lot. So one of my pursuits over the last 10-12 years has been that I become a good listener. And becoming a good listener is hard because you have natural instincts within you. Your body, your mind is all structured in a way to perform something in a certain way. So if you're a speaker, you'll speak and perform in a certain way. You have difficulty listening. Not all, but some. And I'm one of those people who have trouble listening. So I practiced listening a lot. And a part of listening is also reading. Because when you are reading, the words are entering through your ear. The way the brain processes it, even though it looks at the words, but the words, the way they attach themselves and create the meaning, it's as if you are hearing, as if you are listening. So reading a book is also listening. Now I have a few ideas I want to share in this podcast that will help you become a good reader. Of course, majority of these you can find over the internet and all. But then these are some of my personal experiences too that I experimented with. The first and the foremost, if you have an elementary school kid in the house or your kids went to elementary school, ask them how to become a good reader. Because they have really gotten there wherever they are today because, you know, they've been ingrained with all... They read a lot. They read a lot. That's the, that's the point. Back in the day when I was growing up, there was not much of a reading. There was not teachers telling us to go you take the book, go home, read, give back. But here, the teachers do. And there is a certain number of books that a kid has to read in a year. So, talk to your kids. They'll tell you everything about how to become a good reader. So, that's the step number one. Step number two is set a goal for reading. Like read at least one book every three months or two months or once a month, something like that. So set a goal, set a timeline and just read as much as you can. You know, I start the day by reading a page or two in the early in the morning. That's one of my morning activities. And then I try to read one or two pages towards the end of the day. Wherever you are, read two pages in the morning, two pages in the evening, if you can. It's a good habit to have. It's not about coverage. It's not about how many pages you read, how many books you read. It's not at all the point. But I try to read a physical book and that's why I have difficulty in getting rid of books. I tried, I packed books, I gave a lot of books away. I gave a lot of books on on air, on my radio show. But then I read physical books. I also have a light that clips on to my books. And that's an LED light. For me to read books in the night. It's amazing when you... It's it just a habit that I can't get rid of. I also suggest that you take a speed reading class. There's so many programs available. Take a speed reading class. I took a one long time ago, but I stopped it in the middle. And I never really followed through on it, which was not the right thing for me to do. But now it's more about how I retain at this age where I am right now. Then how much I consume for me personally. So speed reading helps, but then if every time I try speed reading myself, I end up c- retaining less. So I end up going back and rereading again. So which is counterproductive at the end. So I read less now, but then I try to retain more, which I do. I also suggest that you take a comprehension class, which is what they teach in schools. It gives a good understanding, gives a good footprint, good baseline into language, into words, into many things. I would start there. Then I also suggest you get an ebook reader. Even though I'm a big fan of buying books, reading books and passing books along, I suggest you get an ebook reader. Or some a device, an electronic device through which you can read. Or an iPad or what whatever that device is. And the reason why I suggest this now is because something called combined reading. So what a combined reading does is people listen to audiobooks. So you can get an audiobook. If you already have a physical book, it's great, but then you get an ebook reader and you play the the audiobook, you listen through the headsets and you read the book at the same time. So sometimes what happens is when you're reading a book, there are distractions coming at you and things happening around you. So, typically people lose the flow. And by listening to what you are reading, what the eyes are seeing, the flow continues, even though one of the sensory elements drop. So, your eyes get tired and they get defocused or your ears get tired, they get defocused. And then, this, the overall sensory alignment is there. So, you get a good mix. Also, schedule a time to read and i I think i already made that point read in the morning read in the evening if you can read in the afternoon with not about number of pages just a little bit of stimulation what you need a knowledge stimulation or knowledge push then the other thing is if you can then schedule the amount of time you're going to read like say i'm going to read 10 15 minutes 10 minutes in the morning 10 in the afternoon 10 in the evening you, you don't do anything other than just reading, wherever you are. okay. Then, if you want to also do what is called an in-between reading, like in-between activities you want to read. Any activity, doesn't matter. Like you do one activity, then you read for five minutes, come back and do the second activity, read for five minutes. That's how I would structure this. Now, one of the early structures I had back in the day, You know, late 90s, early two thousand, sometime around around that time. If I used to go somewhere, I would have to read a chapter after reaching the destination. For example, if I go to Costco, then I'll reach the Costco parking lot. I park in the parking lot. I read a chapter. Then I go inside. Then I shop. I come back and then read a chapter and then come home. I used to do that back then till the parking lots became busy and then people like would like wait behind you to park their cars. So I don't do that now, but you get an idea. So for example, I go to hike, I go park the car, read the a chapter and then go hike, then come back, read a chapter and come back home while sitting in the car. I do this. So the different ways you kind of incentivize yourself at the same time, you structure this at the same time, you plan this at the same time, you stack this. So different things going into this technique, it's very effective because at the end, you don't feel like you just went for, for hiking, but you also feel that you completed readings, doing something beyond just doing that one act, so which is powerful. This is an interesting observation that I, very early on in the earlier podcast, I talked about how to read more. I made a comment there very early on, a few years ago, which is, you know, I'm not a native, I'm not born into, in America, and I'm not raised in America, so my vocabulary is very weak. So when growing up in, in going to school, I probably had like five to six hundred words that I really knew as a kid. And then later on, I came back, uh, when I came to US, I probably, now 25 years living here, but then by the time I came here and I landed here, I probably was about maybe 1,800, about maybe 2,000 words in English. Not, not a lot. So there was a struggle. There are some words that I don't use because I don't know how to say. And because the way my, my accent is and the way my tongue moves and the way my overall internal vocal structure is, I can't say those words. They, they sound odd. I know I'm going to mess them up. So I don't say those words. I never said that in any of my podcasts, any of my radio shows, any of my seminars, presentations. And I get away without saying those words. It's funny. If I even tell you the words that I avoid, you know, I can probably run a million-dollar giveaway. And I can ask you, listen, in any of the recordings, if you find this word, me speaking anywhere, send me a recording, I'll give you a million dollars. And I'm willing to bet on that. There are some very common words I cannot say because the way... I was raised and the way my my vocal structure is and the way this whole thing my tongue and everything are structured but i've always been curious what have i learned now that i lived 25 years in america and then i work with people so i'm always curious did my vocabulary base did it go up and reading does that to you if you read so over the last 25 years I have been testing myself to see how far I have gone. There are numerous tests to see what is your depth of your vocabulary, how many words you know in English. Paul Newton and a bunch of others, uh, I think he has a team of people, came up in 2006, came up with a vocabulary test. And in that test, what they suggested is, for every one question you get right, you know 500 words. So, they give you 100 questions. They do a test. Let's say you get 50 of those words right. That means 50 multiplied by 500 is your vocabulary, overall vocabulary. Okay, that's the strength. I keep taking the test. In fact, before coming to this podcast this morning, I did take the test to just be accurate, to be precise. How am I doing? Because I'm going to come here on the podcast. I'm going to share some data with you. So here is my vocabulary base right now based on this test that I now have about my total base now is 10,000 words. 10,000 English words, word families, at least 10,000 English word families. That's how they, they report this. Not Paul Nation came up with this formula. I'm not saying this is the best formula. I have no, no idea. There are different ways to test this and all. But you get an idea. At least I get an idea. This is the mark that I use now and I keep on testing myself. Can I go from 10,000 above? I've not gone across 10,000 for a long time now. But I need to even improve, learn new words. But there's also another data point here that every each one of us we learn one new word a day for the rest of our lives. So, one new word is coming into our life whether we know it or not. Now, I take this data now and I compare that with my kid. My kids went through elementary school and now, you know, one is in the high school, one is in the middle school. When I look at them, but when they were in elementary school, they were already having a base of 20 to 30,000 words already in elementary school so you see the gap the gap is pretty wide it's very wide now so they at this point you uh, know high school let's take that as a mark then in high school they already have about 20 to 25000 words they actively know they probably passively know another 20000 words that they don't use so about the base is about 40000 words And here I am, I lived half my life and I'm not even able to cross the 10,000 mark despite of, you know, trying being at it for a long time. You see how important this is and learning new words essentially is also nourishing your brain, your mind. I mean, there is other growth happening as a result of you learning a language. So I did a whole different podcast on this because people can question this. They say, you know, why learn the words? Life is moving on anyway. Well, life will move on anyway. Why do all this anyway, right? <laughs> you can you can turn this and twist this question in different ways. But now the question is, you may at this point, if I still have you listening to this, you may ask the question, where do you take this test? Well, the website is vocabularysize.com. Vocabularysize.com. So you go there, take the test anonymously, and you will come to know where you stand with your English. Hopefully, you'll do it. And that's all for now on the podcast. And hopefully today's podcast motivates you, inspires you to read more. Hopefully I justified why you should read more. Yeah, that's all. I'll stop here. You have a wonderful day. And I'll come back tomorrow. And we're going to talk a little bit more on a new idea, on a new concept. Thank
0: you. You've been listening to Success with Srini. Srini is committed to changing and transforming your life. Whether it's professional growth,